you for watching this edition of the Unpopular Review. If you like what you're watching, please subscribe to us on our social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at U-P-R-Y-E-P-I-L-W. Also, while you're at it, subscribe to our friends at Yep, I Like Wrestling on the same social medias at Y-E-P-I-L-W. Yep. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Unpopular Review Entertainment Edition. And today we are talking about the old guard uh, Netflix hit. And the Netflix original is going ahead and bring on the co-host. Right now we have C, the superior here tonight. Hi, everybody. And as well as, you know, there can only be one. Connor McLeod is That's in right. the building right here, right yes. now. Unfortunately, Mark's unable to join us this week as he is not feeling well. We wish... He is uh, the Iron Maiden, ladies and gentlemen. The Iron Maiden. <laughs> we wish him All right. Oh, also, I wanted to give a special shout out to our listeners on Spotify. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to us today. I agree. Hello, everybody out there on all podcast platforms and format. We are happy to see you. Well, we don't see you, but we're happy to know that you're listening to us yeah. on your daily commute or taking a crap <laughs> so um today we're talking about again the old guard so um do we want to go straight into the synopsis here all right let's do it so as uh my name alludes to this movie takes place 400 years ago in the highlands of scotland oh i'm sorry that's a different <laughs> movie no this movie centers around a mercenary group of nine mortal warrior soldiers who are contracted to rescue a group of kidnapped girls. Now, the rescue is halted, however, when the group is betrayed by their CIA, CIA hire and find themselves the ones being hunted and in an effort to vivisect them and uncover their genetic secret. Now, can the old guard continue to live under the radar while being hunted and protecting their newest member? Awesome. Yeah. So when I first saw this movie, um, on Netflix, because I'm regularly on Netflix, like much of everybody else in America in quarantine, especially. Um, it pulled me from the trailer because at first, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be like some kind of like, you know, zombie movie, because th that scene that they show where they were um, being shot and then they fall to the ground and then they raise back up. I thought that was so cool. Like that was one of my favorite scenes actually in, in the movie. Um, that's what drew me in from from the trailer. So whoever put that trailer together did an awesome job. It, it was it, it accomplished this mission to get me to watch it anyway. <laughs> um, also, I really enjoyed that um, the diversity in the film. Um, they yeah. had, of course, they had um, Nile. I want to say Nile Freeman, African African American woman, and they also showed that they had um, two. Um, gay men there were and they weren't just like afterthought gay kind of like a lot of movies like to do like they're gay but like you hear that they're gay but you don't actually see that they have a relationship with some of these two men were in a committed relationship and they showed their love um on screen which i thought um was awesome and it was great diversity on film <laughs> these two uh i forget their names i'm sorry you know i, I didn't come prepared with that joe and nikki Okay, yeah. Um, they they were kind of sickening, uh, and it has nothing to do with them being in a gay relationship. It has nothing to do with that. It was just that the relationship itself was just sickening, you know, all that. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. No, no. I felt like somebody needed to get their head chopped off. Speaking of which, Connor, what are you doing down there? All right. So I agree with Chrissy. I like the fact that the movie was diverse and. You know, going from the trailers, other than the uh, the the character of Niles, I'm thinking, okay, that's the only one that's diverse. But when you actually watch the movie, they even though uh, Charlize Theron is the leader of the group now, you realize that this is a lot old. No, I mean, no pun intended, but this is a lot older than you know the 20th century, and you've had a lot of different people that that um, uh, uh, who did you say the people were? I forget the character names, the couple. The Joe and Nikki. Joe and Nikki, they actually uh, met each other during the Crusades. One was a, a, a French warrior. The other one was a warrior from the Middle East, I, I presume in Jerusalem. 
mm-hmm. and they met then and they realized that both of them were immortal. Then you have um, uh, more what we would call in the modern era French, and that's the other uh, okay. member of the group of the old guard. And he's like the, um, he's essentially a father, really, when you boil it down. But you see a lot of different people in the movie was a lot of, uh, a lot more diverse. And I think for me, that helped to draw me in. Now, of course, I like the uh, concept of people who heal up and, and thus they're nigh immortal. You know, they do die for those who haven't uh, seen the movie or for those who have. It just their healing factor, to use a term that we're used to, is so strong that they regenerate, regenerate, regenerate. But everybody has a clock and eventually that clock runs out, you know. Uh, so I did like that uh, about the movie, and it was a surprising. It was surprisingly better than I thought. I don't know why I should think that Netflix movies uh, are bad. You we know, think I, like I, Lifetime movies. A lot of shows that I really enjoy. You know, Stranger Things is one of them. Uh, but I didn't. I wasn't really drawn to the trailer. You know, when people were talking about it, I didn't think, oh, I have to go look at this trailer. I have to see it. I have to watch it five, six times. Um, Chrissy, this is your pick. So I sat down and I watched it no bias whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it was better than I thought. Hey, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was good. I, I just said it was better than I thought. Calm down. That sounds like a thumbs up to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I haven't given my my, my room. <laughs> but no, I actually do like the the, the kind of twist that they had. Because usually when you see like a movie that I'm just dealing with immortality, they mm-hmm. are like immortal throughout the, that's just the end of it. They are immortal, they live forever. So the fact that they kind of have like a limit to their immortality was very interesting. Um, and apparently this was um, a graphic novel before it was made into a movie like it was a comic book. I would believe um, that. Yeah, and I before I even and knew that, I was listening to some of the things that they said um, and it kind of sounded like kind of kind of like a book or a graphic novel when I, when, when I heard some of, the, some of the quotes from the movie. Speaking of, one of the quotes that kind of keep this was the first quote that I heard. I was like, yo, this has to have been written somewhere. Like this had been a book or something was when um, they were getting attacked in the church in their little sanctuary area. Mm-hmm. And um, Andy comes out, which is also one of my other favorite scenes when she's fighting um, all the troops inside of the church and she's using her sword, which I thought was very authentic for the, the character concerned. She's supposed to be like thousands of years old and she fights with a sword. But anyway, um, during that scene, um, after she killed everyone, they book her and now come out because she gave them the signal, which was the explosion. And he says that um, that woman has forgotten more ways to kill than entire armies will ever learn. And as soon as he said that, I liked it, but it was kind of like, this This is from a book or something. As soon as I heard it, because this, this isn't something that you usually hear in a movie. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Um. Well, you know, I don't want to give away the ending uh, just for those because I, I I would recommend people give it a, a shot and watch it. But the ending is such that had someone told me, as you just did, after the fact that uh, this is based off of a, a, a comic book or they're trying to broaden the world, so to speak, I'll, I'll put it in a vague a term like that. Mm-hmm. That it's very plausible, and that and that makes sense to me. I can't say that that line of dialogue um, jumped out to me that uh, it was written in a comic because her character, uh, Chrissy's talking about Charlene Theron's character, and essentially she's from the ancient Greek era, right? And she makes allusions to that, and and we see her in some um, mosaics that uh, are, are are littered throughout the movie. Um, she would, someone of that age. And even her character says, I don't remember what my mother or my sisters look like. Mm-hmm. Because again, the human brain can only take in so much information and then it has to dump it or put it in a part that we can't recall. Mm-hmm. So for him to say that, that's very plausible. She she would have forgotten so many ways because the, all of them are babies to her, even the yeah. other mortals. Yeah, that's true. You made some valid points, and I do have to apologize. Um, apparently, we're having some technical difficulties, as I can't seem to, or normally on this device that we're streaming from, I can see the comments and I can't see it. However, I do have a Facebook window open. So, uh, hello, Ricky. Uh, Christopher from Facebook also says it doesn't feel forced. Uh, Ricky says that everybody in this movie from Facebook says everybody in this movie was broken, Matt Hardy. That's a wrestling reference. Uh, and also says there are some good movies on Netflix. 
Chris also from Facebook says, well, now Highlighter, they could die, which uh, we know they get their heads chopped off a Highlander and that makes themselves die. And that's actually something I want to talk about because one thing I wanted to see, you know, I saw how they heal, yeah. uh, which is very Wolverine-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Mark saying that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I will say is I was wondering why did anybody go for the head? Go for the head. You know, why didn't you just chop off the head? Because I just can't see them doing I like Deadpool growing something back. So why would you not go for the head? Yeah, they that couldn't was explain little- that either. Like if they were to lose a limb, would it just grow back or what? what they didn't have an answer for it. That's what that was. <laughs> I think a limb yeah. would, but e- even if they were to decapitate somebody, the head being the root, let's say, the length of time it would take because she did say that um, the older they got, the longer it would take for them to, to heal themselves. So maybe if if they did cut off a head, that would take forever. Well, no, no, she said, no, no, no. Was it the longer they were? No, the when you first turn, that's when it takes longer to heal. Because I remember when Nile turned, um, when she shot Nile in the desert and she was saying it took her so long to heal. So it was pretty much, um, I, I, I do wonder if they were to chop off their head would they regenerate and if so how long would it take but um just as chris said if anyone's on youtube leaving a comment um if you go into the description box you'll see a link to our facebook page and you can leave your comment through there because unfortunately we're having a well you can you can leave it on youtube as well i can see it because the newman show here says movie was great going to watch it again tonight because i think there's always some things i could have missed which is possible there are things you could have missed uh we'll talk more about that when we get to the ending of that movie because there's some things that you might have missed that might have came directly from the movie. Matter of fact, there, I guess somebody has access to it now because I still don't see it. I did yeah, just I get it on my screen. I did just get this. It's the only one I have right now. Oh, well. My, um, mine is showing up. I think it's just a little delayed. Mike from Facebook said, hey, what's up, guys? We're smoking skull and 24-7 champion. What's going on, Michael? Uh, how you doing? This movie, hey, I'll talk more about that when I get into my final thoughts when it comes to this movie. However, one thing I would like to say is that I found it very amazing uh, that Charlize Theron was, you know, channeling Linda Hamilton's Sarah Connor from uh, Terminator all throughout this movie because that's who she reminded me of, especially in the first 20, 30 minutes. She was just a very disgruntled woman who looked looked like her husband possibly left her for another man. I don't know. Uh, But it was was really... I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. So... I, I was dying, when she, especially when she went to go, and I forget these characters' names. I really do. The new recruit. Yeah. Niles. 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 Okay. When she went to go get Niles, right, it reminded me so much of, you know, come with me if you want to live. Like, no yeah. explanation. You know, I, I'm just going to come. I'm going to do some badass uh, foolery, and I'm going to take you. You got to come with me. No questions asked. I know I'm kidnapping you. No questions asked. You know, tell mm-hmm. him, you know, playing a Russian, you know, play dead, shooting the person playing going crazy it, it you know it was a cool scene and she played it well she won me over uh mm-hmm. this character did because like i said at first i was like oh no you're acting too much uh like sarah connor and that, that's all i can channel and of course you know there was a lot of different references of course you know somebody mentioned wolverine uh which you know deadpool was a little closer but yeah that's definitely the case you mentioned the highlander which is a series i love and you know what we might end up reviewing that one day mm-hmm. uh there were a lot of highlander movies but uh, to see this in a modern take, I did not know until I researched this movie, of course, that it came from a graphic novel. So I'm really interested in seeing uh, how much of that graphic novel they put into this movie and what if they changed anything about it at all. And maybe it has something to do with the obvious sequel, uh, which I know people are demanding to. But, you know, when the movie set up perfectly for a sequel. So I'm really interested in seeing how much of the novel transitioned into the movie that I don't have information on. You know what? Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go oh, ahead. Um, go ahead. Go right ahead. No, I, I just want to say, speaking of references, I, there was a, a little bit of quantum leap that I got from this in that um, in the movie, for those, this is a spoiler for those who haven't seen it, um, they find, because they, after so many years of life, they some of them become disillusioned. Why are we here, right? And you find out that maybe a generation later after they uh, save someone or after they stop someone, um, that person that they save or from their lineage ends up going ahead and saving thousands of lives or millions of lives or they're a war hero or they invent some medicine that saves people from a plague or what have you. And that was very, you know, uh, Dr. Sam Beckett leaping from life to life, you know, 
uh, changing lives for the better. Uh, you know, that's the the geeky part that I got from it. Mm-hmm. Which also that that brings me to my my second quote of the movie that I, I really liked and how it, it was kind of played into the movie. Um, during the scene where um, Andy she like goes into like the CVS area, <laughs> mm. I'm assuming it was like a CVS or a Walgreens, and the clerk is um, patching her up, patching up her wounds, and she says um, something along the lines of, um, "Today I put this on your wounds. Tomorrow you help someone when they fall." Exactly. And yeah, I thought that was great because you—that's pretty much Andy's whole mentality throughout the movie. Um, even though in the beginning she kind of expressed that she was kind of over it of mm-hmm. saving humanity because there's always something kind of like we're always destroying ourselves and that's kind of what she was grappling with through the through the movie but i then you know what we kind of see that she of all the back. lines in that movie that was my favorite one i'm glad that she stole that chris from facebook says yes yeah, small plot hole though it shows when he got blown up his bones and organs recovered and that was showing the blessing and the curse and living forever mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her character, it was over 6,000 years old. I can see why she would become disgruntled. We have people who are running around disgruntled and they're 50 years old. So imagine being over 6,000 years old. Mm-hmm. And apparently very forgiving because dude possibly shouldn't have been forgiven. But I'm glad to see that uh, Mordo uh, it does not have rules. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Second weekend, I would that say goes. that's exactly what I was thinking of the whole movie. I said, this is what I wanted to see more than that last movie I had to sit through. <laughs> We're talking about Doctor Strange. Go watch our broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you can watch that, or you can listen to it on all podcast mm-hmm. forms. And uh, the Newman Show says big facts uh, about that. But I mean, you know, Mordo, you come on, bro. You gotta do better, man. You gotta do better. You gotta you gotta pick a side. Pick I a side. I actually like his character in this movie, believe it or not, because thought... he, he was redeemable in this one. Yes, he he was redeemable, and I also feel like. His acting and Charlize Theron's acting saved a lot of the movie for me. Like, um, it really brought me in. Like, those two, they really acted in this movie. You could really see like their their training, I guess, in their character. But as far as um, Charlize Theron, you say she was playing like the Terminator character. Um, I thought she's been playing like that kind of like kick-ass female for a while ever since like. Like Mad Max, remember she was in the Mad Max too, and she was kind of like a similar. She's definitely, and she's actually been around a lot longer than people give her credit for. She's been in so many movies uh, that people don't give her credit for. She's really a big star, and I completely agree with you when you sit here and you say that um, you know she's been playing that character for a while. Mm-hmm. If you think about a action role for a, a woman, she is definitely on your top five list. She has to be, and she's believable in the role, even though she's a little twig, but she's believable in that role. So I give her all the power in the world for for doing that, you know. Yeah, much, and she much trained really hard for this. Apparently, she was in training for months um, to get certain, like, make it look more fluid and make her her fighting look more believable. And it, it showed mm-hmm. to me, like, the action scenes were really well choreographed to me. Um, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed that. But again, back to the the airplane scene with her now. Um, Charlie's Charlie's Angels, Chris from Facebook. Good job. <laughs> Yes, between those two ladies. I didn't understand why now was so like I don't know. I didn't understand why she was so just always trying to confront Charlene's Theron's uh character. Like why was she so unbelieving when she saw herself come back from the dead? She knew her throat was cut. And then when she came back, I I just didn't understand how come she was just just didn't believe what was happening. And I, I and I agree. Fight her all the time. I agree. I think she just, you know, it, one women don't like women. Uh, but uh, the second part of it is the fact that she doesn't want to become her. She she has a family. She loves her family. Uh, she was a little scared on the last mission. She handled the mission well, but you can tell she was a little scared. And she is she's not about that life. And that's just how it is. You know, even being a uh, uh, in the military. She's not about that life. That's not something she wants to do the rest of her life. She's doing it primarily, and I feel like I'm James here, because James always uh, goes deep down to stuff like this, but I feel like she's doing it primarily just because she wants to honor her father and yeah. what he's done, and, and, you know, because he was such a hero. So, uh, but yeah, you can definitely sense tension, but I always chalk that up to, you know, y'all know, y'all, y'all, y'all don't like each other. Y'all hate women. That's a lie. No. Girl power. We are coming together in 2020. Thank you very much. 
everybody everybody needs not to come together social distancing no, oh yeah but true we got the uh beyonce and and mega stallion had a little collab we got doja cat Nicki minaj coming together we we just camaraderie here nothing but sisterly love but um at this time <laughs> we're gonna go and, into and our first break everyone all right We'll be right back after a brief, brief message where we're going to talk about the movie we're all well, you're going to see the movie we're going to do on Saturday. Stay tuned with us, ladies and gentlemen. Sixty-five feet. Sixty-five. If you two are finished comparing sizes. Sixty-five. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Unpopular View Entertainment Edition, talking about the Old Guard Netflix special, Netflix movie, original movie, uh, which has hit the airways and hit it running. Myself, the executive consultant, joined today by C. Disappear, as well as uh, James Demings, uh, who is currently had to make a quick run. He'll be back as soon as he can. Um, I can't hear you. Welcome back. Hello. I think. Hey, sorry, this is going to crazy. Difficulties. Um, but so back to the film. The apparent this director okay. was actually a female director, uh, a woman of color. Her name was um, Gina Prince. I might say her last name wrong. Firewood. Gina Prince Firewood. And she has. I, I didn't immediately recognize her her name, um, but when I looked her up, apparently she has a couple writing credits on Love and Basketball. She um, she was on, um, what other movie was that? She she was a director on The Cloak and Dagger. It's uh, a show that comes on ABC Family, hashtag preform now for the for the younger younger generation. <laughs> um, so she's she's been in been in the game for a while and directed the game for a while. So I'm glad she was able to kind of lock down this film, especially considering what a success it has been. Um, I do hope that they make a second one. They did leave kind of like that area open for a possible sequel. Um, the ending to me, I don't know if this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, guys, so let me put our banner up. But um, the, the ending was a little predictable, um, but I still enjoyed it because it left the possibility open for a second one when it comes to the the character that we um that we all assumed was was gone and when they had that big reveal at the end i thought that was that was a little predictable but it was good i can see how they can add that into to another movie and also apparently in the um graphic novel um Andy was in a relationship with the the, the other girl Quinn, so they kind of alluded to it in in this film. Like they didn't outright say it, but you can kind of sense that there was some kind of relationship beyond like a friendship relationship between her and Quinn. So um, don't you find that funny? You were um, talking about the implication that movies were doing, and uh, they didn't do it in this one, but they did it with the women. They didn't do it with the men. But they did it with oh the yeah, <laughs> but you know. That's refreshing because if anything, they'll put lesbians on scene in a heartbeat. That's always like, that's always with movies. But gay men really have to fight to get representation in, in movies. So I, I appreciate for them that they, they did that. And also the, um, the, the guy, is Joe, he was in Aladdin. Did you guys see the Aladdin remake? I did see the Aladdin remake. Who character was he? He was Jafar. Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I and we might we might end up doing that soon, but um, really, he was not a good Jafar. <laughs> you know, okay, was he right from the Disney like the cartoon Jafar? No, I don't think he did a, a bad job. I just, I just think he probably just wasn't what people were expecting. He had big shoes to fill, and he didn't. He did not succeed. Well, did. A lot of that movie didn't fill those big shoes, so it wasn't. Well, not. I mean, overall, the movie was uh, actually very enjoyable. Um, but uh, hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. We ever end up reviewing that movie because I do have a feeling we'll end up reviewing that movie uh, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Well, um, is that this time? Do we want to get into 
um, recast it, I, I wanted to bring up a couple of people who I thought might have been good. Okay. Do you right. think? So, um, we all know we love Charlize Theron. She did a great job in this movie. Um, like I said, she was one of my favorite people in this movie. Um, but I also feel that another person who could have played this role well, and you guys might remember this actress if you've been watching the show for a little while. Boom. <laughs> you see Mila Josic. Alice? I'm, I'm saying her name incorrectly, but I feel like she would have made a good Andy. Alice? Yes. You don't think so? Come on now. Think of her body of work. I, I don't you think don't... she would have done better than Charlize. No, I don't think she would have done better, but I think she probably would have done just as well um, if casted. No, I, I... You don't think so? No. Oh, wow. I, you know, my, my listen, my Wi-Fi is notorious for cutting in and out, but um, especially during storms. But let me say that uh, I think Chris brought it up that her being 6,000 years old, there wasn't a point in this movie where I didn't doubt that she, her character was 6,000 years old, was disillusioned with the world, was done with it all, was one more job, you know, then I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And I think I heard uh, someone mentioning Niles that why couldn't, I think Chrissy, why couldn't she believe him? Again, as Chris said, that's not who she was. That's not who she ever wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of reinvigorated uh, Charlize Theron's character the same way the, uh, I don't know if you discussed this, again, spoiler alert, we're introduced to another character in this movie midway through, one that Charlize uh, traveled around the world with. And that was the second immortal that she uh, found mm -hmm. um, in her travels. And that's kind of who Niles was to her. You can see the, the light coming back into her character. And she, even though she was still grizzled, as they say, she, um, she was young again. Mm -hmm. She felt alive again. And, and it wasn't that bad. And she kind of admired Niles for wanting to still be a part of her family's life and not being a pessimist and not just resigning herself to a life of, oh, well, this is it from here on out. Mm -hmm. Just because you all did that and you all, and, and to that to that end, even the, um, again, spoiler, even the uh, villain of the piece, the one in the team who betrayed them. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, well, he, uh, he, yeah. he wanted to go back to his life and he regretted ever since he did it, walking out on his son on his deathbed and just saying, there's no hope. I'm going to let all my generations die. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to rectify that by any. When they did, when they had that scene where um, he was in the hospital, like that, that throwback scene or that kind of flashback of him in the hospital speaking mm -hmm. to his son. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was, that was interesting. And the fact that they gave pretty much all of the characters, some kind of backstory was good. Cause a lot of times in, in, in action movies, they give like the main character backstory, maybe the love interest, the backstory a little bit, and everyone else is just kind of filling in roles to move the plot along. But right. um, this one, they seem to like give everyone a backstory, even when it comes to um, um, Copley. Um, um, he, he had a backstory with his wife um, passing away. I forget what the disease was, but she had some kind of disease um, that he, he revealed at the beginning of the movie, but he also kind of you kind of see his breakdown at the end of the movie as far as why he he felt justified in in kind of sacrificing these people for 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 science. Right. Um, I thought that was really well acted, like the way he, he he broke down in that part. Like it was amazing. I was looking at that in awe. Like he really he really brought it in that scene. Um, but yeah, the fact that he gets a backstory, you can kind of understand where he's coming from. The one person that I did not like. Um, I know we're not supposed to like him because he's a villain, but I did not like him as far as acting wise. Well, let me not even say acting wise. I just didn't, I, I, I wasn't feeling him as a character, which was, that was Steven Merrick. He was the villain in the movie, um, like the the um, Facebooky kind of CEO of pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I don't think he was casted that well. I couldn't think of who else I would have casted as him though. But you all might remember him from Harry JC Potter. Who? J.C. Uh, Iyengar or something. The guy who played Les Luthor Jr. in uh, 
Batman I was v thinking Superman. about him, but that'll be like very typecast. Like he's always playing like someone like that. Like I wanna I wanted to see someone else. I don't know. But I do know I did not like that character or him as that character. But again, he was you might recognize him from Harry Potter. He was um he was Harry Potter's cousin or the one he was living with um at the time at the beginning. He was Dudley. Yeah, Dudley. So yeah, he grew up and he's now he's in the pharmaceuticals, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that was the one character that I did not like um in the movie. And he wasn't get, he, he didn't get any really much backstory either. Pretty much his whole purpose was to say, I just I'm just in it for the money. So you don't really know anything about him beyond the fact that he's a CEO of some pharmaceutical company. And maybe that's why I just didn't get into him and I couldn't didn't care much at the end of the movie when what happened to him happened to him. Um, another thing that I didn't much like about the movie was the the um the music. I feel like the music was very distracting when they added it in. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it was a little bit too on the nose, like um, the final scene, the final battle. I think the song was something like we're going out with fight or something that somebody was saying. I was like, this is just too much. It brought me out of out of the experience a little bit. Um, so that's one, I guess, complaint or that I have about the movie is the soundtrack is not hidden or nothing. They should have they you know, something else. Something I can say positive about this movie is the fact that they really set up the sequel to the point where you kind of are excited. Now, um, we, we mentioned it earlier, uh, how her life partner, I'll say, uh, spent, what was it, they said 500 years in an iron casket, so to speak, just mm -hmm. drowning in the water. And somehow she got out and she looks like she might be pissed off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and who was she talking to? Was she talking to Mordo? No, she was talking. Wait, at the end of the movie? Yeah. No, she was talking to, spoiler alert, she was talking to Booker. Who? Booker. Remember, Booker's the one who found her or who, who walked in and she was there at the end of the movie. Booker, Booker, was, the, Booker was the guy who betrayed everybody, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. All right. All right. Booker was the guy that betrayed everybody. Uh -huh. This definitely needs to be up there. Because I was actually, I was actually a little surprised about that. So uh, they did. There's they a lot did, of betrayal going on in this movie. Yeah, there was a, there's a lot of betrayal in this movie. Uh, but that did that did fool me a little bit. Anyway, so she's pissed. But I, only thing I can say is, I don't know. Well, she kept coming back to life because you know. But they have a there's a set number of how many times they can come back to life. I, I don't think they ever established that there's a set number. It's just that they they try to pinpoint it by just saying when is your time? It's your time. But they never said you only have a hundred times to live or uh, two hundred times to get shot or this amount of time. So. She was drowning over and over and over again. It wasn't her time, but I'm just saying so for that. Five hundred yeah. years. How that, long can you hold your breath? Maybe a minute. So every minute. That's why dying. she kept dying. Yeah, literally. She was, and she I wasn't holding her breath. Remember her lungs. Remember they heal slowly. So the water was already in her lungs. She died the minute she regained consciousness. That's why she was screaming all the time. In that in that sequence when she's dropped to the bottom of whatever river or ocean or whatever. Uh huh. She's constantly screaming because she's constantly choking to death, drowning on that water. That's what I'm like. How how much life could she have left at that point? If you're dying every well, remember it's not, it's not it's not it's not like a cat's lives, so to speak. It's um, yeah, that's the thing. it's you know you're, for instance, the you know the car's gonna die when the car's gonna die. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it is. You take good care of the car or not, the car will die when the car's supposed to die, and that's what they were saying. They're immortal when compared to us mm -hmm. because we have, what, 60, 70 years? If we're very lucky, 100 years, you know, but them compared that to thousands of years, they're immortal, but they know that they're not immortal. And in okay. fact, we see them die. They just heal. Yeah, it was, it's still, a, I don't know. It's, it's just, that's a horrible way to, to. That's a horrible way to live, different. which is why she's so pissed off. Uh, at the end, uh, because she's like, I mean, even it was just a year, my God, but we're talking about possible 500. We don't know when she was rescued, yeah. but you know, and she just constantly, and that's painful. Yeah, that is painful. You know what I'm saying? All that water, all that shit that's going in her lungs because she has to take a crap. It's just amazing. So I, 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 I have to say, I might have to be team whatever her name is. I don't know anybody's name in this movie. But, um, <laughs> her name is Quinn. Her name was Quinn. Oh, yes. Jesus. I would just I don't know I don't know if you all touched on this but um um 
do you think that Charlene Theron's character was wrong for having given up looking for her, considering that she's constantly dying? Yes. No. I think she is. No. Okay. But okay. Right, let, let's do this. Okay. So I think she's wrong for giving up on finding her because yeah. I can understand at the time that it happened why she was unable to kind of search for her in a way that would be like a way that could find her. But the fact that nowadays you can like empty out whole lakes and pump yes. water out and all of that, why didn't she continue it? With yeah, the why didn't she continue it? And it can't be a money issue because again, she's alive for thousands of years. She has money. Mm-hmm. So she could afford to pump a lake out to get the water out to find this woman. Um, but that's why I feel like that it would be wrong. And especially considering the fact that they have like some kind of telecommunication. I'm not sure how it works yeah, exactly, but they show it. it yeah, in, in, in the train scene where they can kind of see the other other members like them. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I think it was unforgivable. I think she should have continued to look for, especially considering that they were had some kind of relationship. And yeah, it was dirty of her to do that. But Chris, why do you think the other one? Uh, I mean, she's at the bottom of the ocean. She has no idea where this woman is. What is she supposed to do? Uh, scour and look every single ocean until they find, she finds. She can't do it. It's, not, it's impossible. Humans have not even went through every aspect of the ocean. Okay, they have yet to find Aquaman. So how is she, how are they going to go ahead and find this woman? I mean, I feel sorry for her. You know, if she but could she knew where she was. Like no, she, she knew, didn't. no, she didn't. No, no, they she didn't know, know exactly where she was, but she knew geographically. She knew she was in this land, so she well, either she didn't had even to know be geographically. in this body of water. She or just that knew body. that they were caught, they were caught in England, but they don't. She doesn't know where the ship took them. She was only going Correct. by the word of the sailors that they were able to track down. Mm-hmm. Correct, and then you know that means she has to get out of the uh, exactly. Dagon thing. It's just so, it's just so much work, and I'm not saying that it's like she should be lazy about it. I'm just saying I just don't see how it's almost almost. A virtual impossibility for her to be able to find her. She would need to have some kind of clues. Now, granted, if she can get the money, she can get the technology and stuff like that, sure, go ahead. But right now, it, it just it'll be too hard. Um, Chris from Facebook says, also remember Andy told her they only had visions of each other until they met, so it was implied early she was still alive, which obviously mm-hmm. at the end of the movie you find out she definitely was alive and well, and apparently she and I don't think that was just uh I, she just got found last week. She looked like she was very modernized. Yes, uh, so she, she was got Mm-hmm. Exactly. So she she must have got rescued. I'll say at least, and I'm being generous, ten years, at least ten years. Do you uh, so, think that she's tipped anybody to the fact that others exist? Yes. I think you know what I honestly think, and I can't wait. That's what I said. I'm really interested in seeing the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really think that she has problems possibly been watching Andy yes. and her team. Yes, I got that. Sorry. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got that feeling as well. As if she had, because she knew exactly where that castaway, you know, that cast off guy was. She knew where he was staying. And I think to your point, she waited till he was at his lowest point. And then she said, Okay, you're lonely. You have to wait 100 years. I'm here right now. I won't abandon you. They abandoned you. Yeah, they don't understand, kind of but I'll be enough. here for you. It was, it was a, it was a, a nice chess move that she pulled. Mm-hmm. Very true. She was definitely like waiting for her moment. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I don't know if you discussed this, but my favorite line and favorite scene of the movie is um, we already talked about when they played dead. You know, do you speak? Do you think they can speak Russian? You know, so she says that about uh, Dudley's character. Mm-hmm. Do you think he speaks Russian? And so they again, they played dead. And uh, Charlize Theron takes the axe and I mean, hits the guy, splits his chest open. <laughs> And then Niles not even missing a beat, she jumps through the window, right? Mm-hmm. This high-rise building. But I love the fact that it's still new for her, okay? Because as she's doing this, she's like, she screams and she's cursing, like, this yes. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it does hurt them because even when she comes back, like her bones are like broken and they're snapping back into place. Mm-hmm. But it hurt and it, it, it she felt that. And so for her to scream out like, I can't say what she said, but for her to scream that out, that was very real to me. And it was true to her character. She didn't do it like a G, like an old head or something like Charlize Theron's character would have done it. She did it like, I know I'm not going to die, but this is still crazy. I got to do it, though. Mm-hmm. You're right. Now that I think about it, you're right. That was awesome. 
but um that brings me to like my final kind of recasted um it took me a while to like um now like originally i wasn't feeling her character i wasn't feeling her acting um specifically but it, i feel like it got better as the film went on i'm not sure if i just was more um more engaged in the movie so um but at originally i didn't really feel the way she was acting and apparently this is the actress from um if bill street could talk i didn't see that movie oh i didn't um, see that one either yeah yeah but I, I i've heard great things and I, I i think the soundtrack was beautiful in that movie but either way she's the actress from that movie okay. um but if i could recast um her character i would cast uh the actress Kat Graham. I'm not sure if you all are familiar with her, but she was the actress. She was in Vampire Diaries. She was in another um, Netflix movie. I think it was called Holiday Calendar, Calendars Holiday, like some kind of Christmas calendar movie. Um, she's a really good actress, um, beautiful girl, and not I feel like she could, she could she could have done great things with the role. Are you saying that based on her 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 other performances that you? Based Mm -hmm. Based on her performances throughout the Vampire Diary series, um, she was on that for years, and it's like a, a wide range of um, emotional breakthroughs and like things like she's just really a really great actress that's kind of like underappreciated. So I would I feel like she could definitely take on that role and, and kill it. Well, one of the things that I, I enjoyed about the actress who, who played Niles, and I don't know if it was written that way, or she just brought it, was the fact that even even when she was a soldier, again. She didn't relish killing. She wanted. She didn't want to do that. She was very respectful to the local peoples. She did what she had to do. And even when she had to shoot the guy who ended up killing her the first time, um, she didn't enjoy that. And she was uh, a humble, as she said, a faith-based person. Um, and she just wanted to go back to her family. And even when she found out that she could heal and that she would live a very long time, she didn't change. And she wasn't changed by the circumstance. She wasn't changed as a soldier. She wasn't changed as a, what we would say an immortal, mm -hmm. um, but she was still capable. And I never doubted like when, when she realizes that that gun that, that Charlize Theron gives her was actually given to her and she she pieces it together that this guy is is the, is the is betraying her yeah. and she goes back. I never doubted that she couldn't go in there and handle business. Yeah, because we saw that she was capable, even as a soldier. We don't—I forget her rank—but she was the leader of that of that squad of female soldiers. So I never doubted that, and we see that time and time again. My only problem with this movie is, as soon as I saw that Frenchman, I said he's guilty, not because he's French, but because he screamed, "I'm lying." Really? And yes, from the moment he he sat down with Mordo, what is it, Mordo? No, from the moment he sat down with Chuito, I said. This man is lying. Chiwetel is lying. I trust neither of them. If Charlize Theron can tell me where this chocolate was made, how come she can't tell this guy is lying? I don't. I didn't understand that. And 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 I was. I said, go on and show me. He's an expert, a tech expert, but he can't find something simple, a, a simple Google search. And Niles, the newbie, she calls him out on that. She says, well, why didn't you just? She says something to the like, why didn't you just Google it? Why didn't you follow the money? That's what. It was. Why didn't you follow the money? This is this is one on one, and I'm not even part of this, you know, troop of you all. And you've been doing this for how long? And you don't know that to follow the money. So again, and Charlie's the run. It never occurred to her. This guy is is lying. She was like truly shocked, and I said, "How can you be such a, a bad a warrior, and 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 the leader of this team, and not see that a mile away?" I saw it again. As soon as they met Chiwetel, I said, this Frenchman is lying and they're working together. I think maybe because she's very much like the mother hen of that group. Like maybe she's just so much into like, this is family. This is my family. My now. mother so always knew when I was lying. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and she, and she, she took to me to task. And she took me to task. She's a little naive in her old age. I want to add on to this recasting thing because, uh, you know, I actually took time. Think about it. So before we go ahead to our final thoughts, let me go ahead and tell you there's only two characters I would recast. That's the main and um, protagonist, which will be Shocker. <laughs> Linda Blah, Hamilton. Blah, please. <laughs> All right. That, that I mean, come on, man. That's right there. You can imagine her saying play dead, play dead, Russian mm -hmm. style. Uh, and then of course the antagonist of this movie, I will go ahead and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in any role and yeah. it'll make it work. But Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who also 
played uh, Richard Valentine from Kingsman. I think great movie. He could. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. That's actually my coming also. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but those are two people we have a recasting. But that's all I have for recasting, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into our final thoughts. We're going to take a commercial break to discuss or oh, to show you what we're going to discuss next Thursday here on Unpopular Review Entertainment. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Chick. I never call a woman a chick. I like said broad lady woman, but on occasion bitch. Bitch? What are you talking about? for me, William? Hold on, did anybody play? Did anybody see anything? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't see anything. It was it was like so messed up here. All right, final thoughts. Let's go ahead and get right into them on this movie. And uh, we're going to start with C. Okay, so I think it's pretty obvious what I, I'm going to give this movie. I, I enjoyed the movie um, from beginning to end pretty much. Um, I thought it was well acted by the people that were acting well. Like, again, I, it took me a while to get into Nile's actress, um, her acting. Um, but as far as Charlize Theron and um, as far as uh, Copley, I think they were phenomenal. So I'm just going to go ahead and give this movie a thumbs up. But again, every everything gets a thumbs up besides the soundtrack. Like I said, the, the music was horrible, but it was still a good movie. So yeah, thumbs up for me. All right, Chris, I couldn't hear you for a little bit. I don't know what happened. I muted myself from Cedar Superior to Connor McLeod is what I said. Okay. Well, listen, um, you know, this wasn't my pick. Um, it wouldn't have been a movie that I would have immediately gone to uh, to watch on Netflix. I would have kept scrolling right past it in a flurry, heading to Star Trek or something like that. But I was pleasantly surprised. Don't tell Chrissy because, you know, Chrissy, she will hold it over my head forever <laughs> that she picked a movie that I enjoyed. Um, I wouldn't change anybody. I like the cast of characters, I, I believe that they worked together, that they knew one another, they had that banter. Again, I don't know if it's the script, I don't know if it's the actors, but credit due to whoever uh, deserves the credit. I'm looking forward to the, the sequel, Kingsman 2, okay? Um, I wanna know when this woman got out of the Iron Maiden cage, who let her out? Uh, did she kill the people, as somebody said in the comments, who, 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 who let her out? I thought Charlize Theron brought it, she had an intensity. Um, and it's making me want to watch some of her other movies uh, to see if she still brings that anger and that uh, ferocity to it, because I enjoyed it in this. I want to see Atomic Blonde now, um, the female John Wick, you know, because I want to see what she does with that. So it's a good movie. Chrissy, calm down. I see you. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up. Awesome. All right. Thumbs up from Connor McCloud. And uh, I'll just speak on Mark's behalf. He gave us his rating of this movie before. Uh, we went into production, and he actually gave this movie a thumbs down uh, due to numerous reasons, which I'll let him explain. But he's briefly. sick. He's sick, so I'm not sure if he was in his right mind when he gave the thumbs down. So keep that. Keep he that was. Mind. He was. This. This is a thumbs down, but, uh, but it's actually it's actually a, the wrong part of the hand. He actually was giving us a bit uh, <laughs> middle finger for our disrespect, oh, Doctor Strange, uh, no. last week. That's what that was really about. Uh, uh, because if, you, if you're if you going to sit here and tell me that you think that Doctor Strange is better than this movie, you got another thing coming. And that's not me saying I'm giving this movie a thumbs down or a thumbs up. But uh, there was a lot of things that I can definitely say about this movie. Clearly, it got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb.com. It's adapted from a graphic novel came out earlier this year uh, and really quickly climbed the ranks at Netflix as one of the highest uh, watched movies on the Netflix uh, environment as a whole. Now, there was a lot to like about this movie. When I mean, there was a lot to like about this movie. I thought the action sequences were very done. I think it actually kept you intrigued. It actually told a story that you were interested in. It had a couple decent plot turns and twists. Uh, it actually also gave you, as James alluded to, a nice ending scene, which made you really anticipate the, um, the next movie. I'm really looking forward to this next movie because I want to see what the next chapter is going to be. And it actually changed a little bit of the dynamic because now we know um, throughout the whole movie, Andy's no longer capable of having that immediate healing. 
that she spoiler. had in the majority of this movie. Yeah, that's a spoiler. I didn't feel like clicking it. But because of that, uh, is as an extra dynamic because we know that the protagonist, I mean, the antagonist in the next movie definitely will have that healing factor. And of course, it now is the dude going to betray him yet again. So mm-hmm. because of all of that, those are things that I'm really interested in this movie. Now, what I did not like about this movie uh, was actually, um, I agree with Cedar Spirit. I didn't like the villain of the movie. I thought he was very uh, annoying at times. He was a little bit too much. Um, and yeah, and we wanted me to strangle him, and not because he was doing his job as a uh, a villain in the movie. It was just that I just don't like his character. Um, I think they should have addressed the elephant in the room. Was like, hey, what happens if your head was chopped off? Uh, I think they should have. Even if they came up with a BS excuse, that's what you were thinking of. Like, if I chop off your head, are you going to die? Are you immortal then? Is it your time then? So those are things you have to consider. But throughout all this, clearly. I'm giving it a thumbs up. It was hard to find things not to like about this movie. So I have to give it to the thumbs up and I have to give it to you, Chrissy. You really <laughs> shocked me uh, with this pick, uh, your pick this week. And um, good job. Good job. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And um, I want to say this is my third week in a row uh, giving the thumbs up, but I forgot we did Doctor Strange and I try to forget that part. <laughs> so for those keeping score at home, it's a thumbs up across the board because Mark was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, of the four of us, because Mark is here, there you go. Mark's here. Oh, oh, oh. Ignore, ignore. He's he's on medication. He's not. He's he, not his screen, his screen is black as hell. He's probably asleep back there. But anyway, so that's it. Thank you so much for watching us here on Popular Review Entertainment, the Old Guard. We appreciate you watching and listening on whatever platform you're watching and listening on. And we are going to see you tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Saturday, this Saturday at a uh, time to be announced, but probably going to have to be four or five again. But time to be announced for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So for Connor McLeod for CD Superior, for the Mark Victor Rodriguez, the executive consultant, thank you so much for watching us, and you all have a wonderful day or night. Bye.